Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. No, no. The other issue that we see with those uh, those lightnings now, they have a generator built into them. Yeah. So now they can be used actually to use on your house. Sure. Well, <laughs> there comes an issue with, not to go over people's head, but GFCI stuff. Yeah. So you have bonded neutrals and this, and that actually takes a specific transfer switch that breaks the neutral. Otherwise, it will trip the breaker every time you go to plug it in. And we oh. see that with a lot of professional generators out there because OSHA regulates, it has to have GFCI across the front oh, panel. Oh, hadn't thought of that. Yeah. You go to plug it in, GFCI doesn't get the power back to it. It yep. says, hey, it's, somebody's getting electrocuted. <laughs> Let's trip Bam. up GFCI. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House Show. This is where we talk everything about your home every single week. Thanks for joining us. This is going to be a powerful episode today. <laughs> we got Jared Griffo from Power Equipment Direct. Let's talk power today, my friend. Welcome to Around the House. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Ah, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. And yeah. it's interesting. And I'm a West Coast guy, so we mm -hmm. are now starting to deal with power generation on a whole new level out here for backup power because i'm in the pacific northwest and everybody go california you're getting your power shut off we're all good until last winter when i saw our local power company which are cool people i'm not saying anything bad about them but i saw them do a little test thing up on mount hood where they shut it down before a windstorm and i went all right, guys, coming to a city near you this is going to be coming and sure enough we're starting to see that when the red flag conditions go you oh, could yeah. be have you could be shut down for two or three days, and now it's a whole different ballgame. Definitely, yeah, we've definitely seen an uptick from the West Coast with the not to name names, but the power companies just randomly shutting things down because of the wind blew a little too much, or it's a little hot outside. And and I get and I get <laughs> it from their point of view, and I relate to their point of view because they're out there doing the best they can. But you get people firing off lawsuits because a power caused a fire, and they're like, whoa. Okay. It's just like everything else with insurance companies. I see them going, okay, well, how are we going to limit our liability and do that? If we didn't exactly. have crazy people suing, then we wouldn't have that stuff going on. I think they'd want to sell me power. Yeah. I think it's by uh, <laughs> just trying to get back at the people for suing them by you know, being like, hey, we're just going to shut off your power now. And that's how we'll solve this issue. <laughs> yep. It does solve it, but it leaves a lot of us hanging too. Definitely. <laughs> you guys have, I wanted to get you guys on here because, you know, we've brought on each company on before in the past, but <laughs> you guys uh, have such a great selection of generators and you go across the country, which I love because yeah. we've got, we're in the Pacific Northwest here on the radio, but we're out across the U.S. on the radio. And then of course the podcast, we go internationally. Yeah. So we got a lot of people. I don't want to talk about my local store down the street because 99% <laughs> of you guys out there are going to go, that ain't going to help me a bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, 
we can pretty much touch everybody across the U.S., all 48 states we ship to, not Alaska or Hawaii. Yeah. We really need it. We can get you out there with a volcano going off. We'll figure out <laughs> <Exactly>. something. <laughs> but, yeah, the grid's pretty rough. The Northeast is a big market. Oh, it's a very old grid. Obviously, Florida, Texas, where you get the weather-based outages and things like that. Texas saw that huge freeze. It was nonstop from Texas as far as business oh, yeah. goes. I wasn't selling it anywhere else. Like you wanted a generator? <laughs> Sorry, it went to Texas already. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then West Coast with all these power outages and just the way that the grid is in general, it's becoming more of a necessity rather than a want. Well, yeah, and I'll tell you what my setup is at home because we haven't talked about this before the show, mm-hmm. but I've got a like a energizer single gas generator it's it's, i got that a few years ago they sent it out to me to test and then i've got the manual transfer switch at the house which it does great because my house is led it's pretty efficient i can run most of the house off it because i think it's like a 10.5 kw or whatever it is on that thing so it's big however the problem is when i had power outage because of an ice storm for five days i think even though the thing's energy efficient I used 40 gallons of gas in that thing, (laughs) which I don't keep 40 gallons of gas around the house. So I was like, all right, I'm going to siphon it out of the back tank of my truck. I didn't want to have to drive for an hour to go get gas and finally ended up doing that. But now I'm going, okay, I'm going to have to put a trifle in my life one day (laughs) or just go automatic and, and do it that way. But that's one of the issues when you just have that gas generator is that it's good for short times, but man, that was starting to get hassle trying to find gas. Yeah, generators primarily don't do a great job of being fuel efficient, no. <laughs> I mean, whether it's gasoline or even the standby generators. If you're looking at like propane, on average, those things are burning like two and a half gallons per hour at like half load. Yeah. So even with a big propane tank, you really got to calculate out how long of an outage you're planning on having. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, if it's out for a week, two days, three days, it's a lot of propane and prices of fuels in general are just not great, no matter which way you cut it. Yeah. And I can't go solar because I got trees. So it's pretty much, I'm forced to go look at natural gas probably is how I'm going to have to do it. Up yeah. Definitely ideal natural gas yeah. if you have it. And that's the other problem. Not everybody has that available, which that stinks if you have an all electric home, because then you're driving up the cost of the generator then. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I got to run everything. It's everything's electric. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys, what I love is you get has different brands and you guys have, you know, where do you guys start out? I know you do a lot of, you've done a lot of sales and consulting with these guys for a number of years and you're one mm-hmm. of their experts, but where do your generators start out? What do you guys, what's some of your favorite stuff over there? It really just depends on the customer, but the standbys are definitely the bread and butter. Man. They're great. It's really nice. It's convenient, but that always doesn't fit into everybody's budget. I sure. mean, what a lot of people don't really see with those is it's a $6,000 generator and then another $6,000 to install it <laughs> by a professional. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the portable is just the way you have to go, but those have the limitation. You're not going to do any real HVAC or anything with a portable generator. And if I'm in Florida, I may want to <laughs> be yeah. able to run my HVAC. It's Again, it's a necessity, not a want. But yeah, starting portable generators, there's some great units out there. It, it, they're really basic. I know, like you said, you have a manual switch. It really does a lot for you. Yeah. 
and you, a lot of people can just get by with that. On the flip side of that, some people just don't have the means of hooking it up or they want to have that sense of security where maybe it's a lake house yeah. and I'm not going to be there. So this generator will kick on and do its thing and I don't have to worry about it. And they've got fun stuff like Wi-Fi connectivity and it'll tell you mm-hmm. if it turns on. <laughs> moving into the 21st century with all that and they're getting a lot smarter and a lot better at what they do yeah that and that's my thing i have no problem i've got a battery powered garage door opener so it'll back up on that so i have no problem going over open the garage door the power out (laughs) dragging the generator on outside plugging the cord into the side of the house where i got it and doing that but if i'm not home and i gotta have my wife do that i just don't want to put her through that exactly so that's always my fear it's i don't want you to carry that roll that 190 pound generator out there and, and put that on you in the dark. Well, that's just not that she couldn't do it. I just don't want to make her do it if she had to. But you've got that side of it. And I, like I was saying, Florida, there is a bit of older people down there. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to be pulling a cord. If I'm 80, 90 years old, not saying they're not no. capable, but it's an ease. It's a convenience. Maybe just have it turn on by itself. Yeah. Let yeah, it do its, its thing. It's really the way to go. But for the guys out there that for the homeowners to go, man, I lose power every couple of years. I just want to have something small. I just want to keep the food going mm-hmm. and just keep it simple. What do you recommend? And you guys have a lot of different brands, which I love. And you guys go from Generac to Westinghouse to Champion mm-hmm. to a lot of the different, even the Cummins ones, which are really yeah. cool. Those Cummins own, own one and Honda and all the big brands. Yeah. But where do people start out with kind of what, what would you recommend if, okay, I can't spend 12,000 bucks. Yeah, but I want to get something that's affordable and I never send them down to the home center or one of the import stores because who knows what you're going to get. Exactly. Starting out, I really, to simplify it, you mm-hmm. just want to run your home. 8,000 watts will cover pretty much most of everybody. If you yep. have an all electric home, move up to 10, 12,000. And the reason you go that route is due to the outlets on them. There, yeah. There's NEMA outlets, so they're all standardized. 8,000 yeah. watts is 33 amps. We'll mm-hmm. have a 30 amp outlet on it. So cool. I can utilize all that power out of that generator. If I need more, 12,000 watts is 50 amps. Yep. As a 50 amp outlet, I can utilize all that power. <laughs> yeah. So just to make it simple, 8,000 watts, if you're basic, just the necessities around the house. If you want more, move up to 10, 12,000, and that'll cover your house. And there's... Yeah just a plethora of generators out there that and you'll see most of them in that range due to that fact yeah and the other thing too is that you and i haven't talked about this but it's just one of the things that i'm always concerned about man is okay and then now people have that f-150 or the uh, the new truck car that they got to charge right so all of a sudden you've got okay cool i don't have any power at the house but i was really planning on plugging my car in tonight and uh, (laughs) It's, I don't have enough charge to get up to the supercharger or whatever to, that's out of my area to get it there. Now you're stuck trying to depend on your generator to put something in it. So you got some quote unquote fuel to get there. Yeah. Electric cars have definitely been giving me a headache. It's nothing wrong with them. The fact of it is if you want to use those chargers that are already built into your house, everybody has something. They might draw a little bit different power here or different power there. And sizing or helping my customers size to that it's like, what do you have and they don't know unfortunately it, yeah, i don't Absolutely. expect them to they had yeah. somebody install it to their house which they should and you need mm-hmm. a professional and whether it's a tesla or a ford or this and that mm-hmm. they're going to vary um 
what people can do though is a lot of those cars do have just regular electrical outlet type plugs it sure. takes a lot longer but yep. it can if you're doing it overnight you can at least plug right into a portable and get yourself back to a supercharger or something exactly you're so right about the chargers though man because you can get those it's like all right it, it's 30 amps but my buddy just bought a brand new one of the f-150 lightnings which in theory can back charge into the house and he bought that charger that goes with it that's a 70 amp charger <laughs> it's huge so yeah. you're not going to just hook that up to your portable to, to do that no. you got a problem then so now you're grabbing out your a level two charger or something like you said that to, to put that in there but you're not hooking that up to a portable generator very easily <laughs> now the other issue that we see with those those lightnings now they have a generator built into them yeah so now they can be used actually to use on your house sure there comes an issue with not to go over people's head but gfci stuff yeah so you have bonded neutrals and this and that actually takes a specific transfer switch that breaks the neutral otherwise it will trip the breaker every time you go to plug it in and we oh. see that with a lot of professional generators out there because osha regulates it has to have gfci across the entire front panel oh, i hadn't thought of that yeah you go to plug it in GFCI doesn't get the power back to it. It yep. says, hey, it's somebody's getting electrocuted. <laughs> Let's trip Bam. the GFCI. So there are special switches for that okay. that we do sell. But yeah, that's been a headache because I a forgot lot of people about don't know. that. Yeah, you got the arc fault <laughs> breakers and everything else. And so you can be really messing with a lot of different stuff yep. with all the new stuff. Oh, dude, I hadn't even thought about that. Great call, Jared. Yeah, I can yeah. see where that's giving you a headache because that's, yeah, because all of a sudden you've got a whole different neutral situation going on and it's, uh, oh, yeah. Great. I mean, it, and it's all newer stuff. How long yeah. have those Fords been out? I don't know, a couple of years a, now? A yeah, year? a year now? Yeah. They, I saw one almost a year ago. So, yeah, that's when they were first bringing it out. But, uh, yeah, and yeah, that's going to be a problem. And then, of course, you're planning on with the Ford, and I love the thing. Don't get me wrong. It's a super cool truck. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having one in my driveway, but you're also assuming that you pulled it home and it was fully charged. Yeah. <laughs> if you came home going, oh, man, I've been all over the place today. I got to get that thing. Oh, there goes the power. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a good job site thing. Running your <sighs> tools, this and that. That's awesome. But for backfeeding your home, eh. In, it, in a pinch. You know? In a pinch. That's <sighs> what, I don't know if I'd set it up for that. But... Yeah. yeah. It, I've heard, here's the other thing I heard from people in the RV world out there. The RV campsites are having a problem now with people going out camping because mm -hmm. they're bringing the trucks out there. They didn't set the electricity up in the campsites to charge electric vehicles. So they're taking these maybe 20 amp setups and plugging in 30 chargers and either burning stuff up or kicking breakers off. And there's been a lot of issues talking to people in the RV world that are taking out there that are towing around the Tesla or they got, mm -hmm. you know, towing the electric vehicle around that they go plug it in at the campsite and it's taking the whole campsite down. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I haven't, I do a lot with, we do onboard RV generators, the uh, oh, and yeah. ones. And those have just, uh, they got hit pretty hard with COVID and everything and production delays. Oh, people were buying RVs with no generator on them that need a generator <laughs> and they're waiting yeah. years for those oh, yeah. to come out. But yeah, I couldn't imagine that. I never thought that having to charge your vehicle is going to take down a whole grid <laughs> and people are trying to enjoy their weekend. Exactly. Yeah. 
It's wild. So how are you guys doing on inventory and stuff too? I just want to ask that question because I know we've had hurricanes now. We mm-hmm. had COVID. We've had all the different, I know everybody's here tired of hearing about the supply chain issues, but yeah. they were real. You guys yeah. been doing pretty good on getting stuff back in stock? Surprisingly, yeah. Awesome. Um, it seems like most of the major brands out there, we sell everything. We sell, at least for standbys, Generac, Kohler, yeah. Briggs, Cummins, the big major brands. And they're all doing actually pretty well on the, their more popular items. I would nice. say some of the bigger units, when you get into the more of the commercial, those yeah. are taking a little bit longer to get out. There's EPA restrictions, things like that, that they're running into on top of the production delays. Forgot um, about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <you> California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And that, that's actually one of them. We do have specific generators that have to ship into California. Um they have to have like catalytic converters on them. And this is for even propane and natural gas. Oh, so brutal, brutal. Yeah. (laughs) I could see where that's an issue. And then of course, so you're building special ones for California. They're buying them up because of the power grid issues they have down there. Okay. Yeah, I get it. What's the most common size of let's jump over into standbys a little bit, because (laughs) I know people see them, but I don't think they really understand how that all works. They're a great unit that you can slam in there next to your house, but you got to sit there. Like you said, you got to put a concrete pad in. Now you got to hook in natural gas or whatever fuel source you're going to be using and then hook it into your service and stuff. So yeah, you can spend starting about what, six grand on a unit. And then you probably double that for install. Yeah. On average, it's, you can get into some of the smaller units if you're just trying to get by with again, lights, refrigerators, things like that. Maybe three or four grand, but generally we're Americans. We want the biggest and the baddest out there. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Guilty as charged. I'm the same (laughs) way. If I'm going to go spend six or eight grand on one, I'm going to pay 10 and have it do everything. Exactly. While you're at it, it's, it's, you've already made the decision to do it. I just couldn't see going in and going, I'm going to get this and no, man, just have it. So, you know, you're watching the game and the game's still on. Yeah. Just, you don't yeah. want to have to mess with that at that point. That's the whole right. That's the whole reason of getting that. Is, True. Is to power everything. Yeah. The average customer is probably buying something in the 20,000 to 24, 26,000 watt. Yeah. Right around there. That's, that's pretty much where we stay. Again, the lower wattages, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just, yeah. and when you're at 24,000 watts, you're talking, that's a hundred amps. That's if you have a 200 amp panel, you're feeding you're never half using of that. everything. Yeah, you're yeah. never getting that. So you're feeding half the panel all at the same time. But uh, the biggest reason for people going that large, honestly, is HVAC. Yeah. A lot of the generators are rated at what tonnage AC unit they can actually run. Nice. You know, an example, a 14 ton or a 14 kW generator can run a three ton AC unit. 18 will do four and so on and yeah. so forth. So when we are dealing with, again, Texas and Florida, mm-hmm. which everything's bigger in texas anyways but yeah <laughs> they got two two five ton air conditioners and the generators yeah. need to compensate for that startup surge yeah of a five ton even with the very efficient stuff out there now with hvac you're still talking maybe surging to 100 120 amps instantaneously wow so <laughs> I hadn't thought about the surge because yeah like like my ac unit i just put a brand new one in that's variable speed and everything but that thing, it's, everything's all digital motors and stuff mm. on it, but still, that thing is still using a 30 amp breaker. 
mm-hmm. the AC side of things, the yeah. furnace side of things, as far as gas. But yeah, hadn't thought about it. Yeah, that could be more than 30 amps just in the startup phase on something like that. Yeah, we take that for granted with regular power because it's pretty much unlimited. It starts yeah. up, we don't care. Well, maybe the lights dim a little bit when my AC fires up. But yeah. It, the grid doesn't really care, but the generators do, right? Yeah. They have to be able to produce that power to, to actually start it up. That That's a big reason for going that big. And like you said, why not just have it do everything? Yeah. <laughs> but, I thought yeah. I had on mine. I put the, I, I went from a gas water heater to electric, but I went to the heat pump water heater, which is great. Cause if I keep mm. it, I always keep it on the heat pump side. That thing only draw. It's an 80 gallon tank. It only draws 500 Watts. Oh, wow. When it's heating. So that's awesome. Yeah. I, it, like 500 watt light bulbs. Okay, cool. <laughs> that, I'm not doing too much with that. So I can be running the refrigerators, the water heater and stuff and still not be, not be pulling too much on it. And with LED lights, they're sure helping as well. Yeah. No, that's actually awesome to have that low of consumption because I've dealt with some people who have 60, 80 amp breakers on their electric hot water heater. And it's like, I need to size Shoo. you a pretty big generator. Yeah. <laughs> and that. You're almost better to go buy a convert over to the water heater. Cause it's cheaper than having to double the size of your generator. Cause you can yeah. buy a, a $1,500 heat pump water heater that pays for itself pretty quick. Cause you're also saving every day on doing water. And then you have to put less on the generator side. So absolutely. Absolutely. What are those? The on-demand water heaters. Those are great too. Yeah. The electric, they're great. The electric ones, I'm sure, are a headache for you guys, the electric on-demand ones, because all of a sudden those are pulling 70, <laughs> 70 amps on that thing because those yeah. things are not efficient. Just the coil. Yeah, the coils on them. Just a solid state coil just pulling tons of power. Yeah. <laughs> it works. I get it. I get it. So how do you size up those, like the, for instance, like the Generax, that's a, obviously a big brand name out there. There's a lot mm-hmm. of different ones out there as far as the standbys, but Generac, Kohler, whatever. How do you size those up? Do you just start working on the, how big a panel it is? And then based on the AC tonnage as well? Yeah, that's pretty much the get go. I've been doing it long enough where honestly, I just tell people what they need. <laughs> yeah. But we do have... So every manufacturer has their own sizing calculator. You can actually go down and it'll just spit out a list of generators. We actually have one on our site that works great. And it actually will, we try to oversize about 20%. Gives the generator a little breathing room. So, you know, if you are using it towards the max, you're not really working it very hard. But the sizing calculators work fantastic. They're going to give you a good rough estimate of what's required. That's one route. Obviously, calling us and asking us will help you out. Sure. Otherwise, one of the best ways, because obviously you're going to need a installer anyways, would be uh-huh. to have somebody come out and do a load calculation. There um, you go. A lot of places, even in, I've dealt with it, even in California, they require a load calculation to be done before install anyways. Oh, cool. To make sure that we're actually meeting the needs of that home. So Smart. Yeah, but it can cause issues. Oh, yeah. Because you're not, you and I know, never drawing 200 amps off a 200 amp panel. If you do, you're you're undersized on the panel, to be honest. (laughs) Yes. You're loading that thing up. Yeah. Your electric bill would be insane. Yeah. But the average person is probably actually drawing anywhere between 10 to 30 amps throughout the day. And the HVAC kicks on maybe a little bit more. 
if you get something in the 100 amp range, cover half of your panel, usually it's going to be perfectly fine. You don't have to worry about much unless you have a gigantic home or a 400 amp panel split services. It starts to get a little messy, which we do deal with. We actually have yeah. switches. We have transfer switches that are designed for split service. Oh, cool. It's like switches in one and things. So um, there's all the different ways of going about it. I would say you know, if you're just getting started, try out one of the calculators or give a call and go to, through a professional too. <laughs> Depends yeah. on your, your code may need it. Absolutely. So when you're shopping for these things out there, of course, the Wi-Fi stuff is to me super important because I'm a tech guy. ESF Lake, they've got the AC shedding or load shedding, that <laughs> kind of stuff. What does that mean when people are out there doing their due diligence on on just looking around, thinking about what they want to get? So AC shedding is probably the most confusing thing for my customers, yep. but it's actually probably the easiest thing to explain. So it, basically what it does is it allows the generator to automatically shut down a particular circuit. Oh. So uh, let's say I have a hot tub, right? Yeah. I really don't care that my hot tub's on, but that thing's on a 50 amp breaker <laughs> and it's going to just draw half of the power of my generator all the yeah. time. You can use the load shedding to actually either shut it down if it's going to overload the system, or mm -hmm. you can actually completely lock out a particular item from oh, even cool. coming on, um, which is it's super cool because now we're making that you know, a smaller generator seem bigger. It can do a lot more for my house because yeah. I don't have to compensate for all these other weird nuances. That's great for hot tubs and pools and things like that, that you're like, I'm not worried about it today. It's summertime. If that thing doesn't kick on today, it's not the end of the world. And I mm -hmm. guess it's different if you got a pool and you're trying to keep the water moving for freezing or something, but you can also deal with that individually as well seasonally. Yeah. The, one of the great uses for it is uh, if you have multiple AC units. Oh, if I've yeah. got two or three AC units, I don't want them all trying to come on at the same time. Again, we talked <laughs> about that surge. Yeah. So it can actually manage them in a sequence. So it'll turn on one. If it has enough power, it'll turn on another, or maybe I'm, baking a cake and doing laundry and all this and that, and they won't come on until all those other items shut off. Okay. It's just a simpler way of not having to load manage yourself and go and not shut off. And breakers. Yeah. And you're assuming that you're there to do that. Yeah. So is that typically done through the app then? Is that usually how the most common way to do that? Or is that through when you set that load shedding up? Is that different kind of between each, each manufacturer? So it depends on the manufacturer, but a lot of it is just set it and forget it, which is Got what it. a lot of people want. Sure. Um, you'll get what they call like a, a management module, and that will actually mm -hmm. tie into a specific breaker. Um, uh, okay. A lot of them are wireless, so they're not actually using, it, it's actually pretty cool how they do it. They're not actually using Wi-Fi or anything. Mm -hmm. Then to signal over the neutral wire of the home oh. so it knows that the generator's yeah. on. So yeah, everything's wired, so yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, but I guess to bring it back, they can only be used on 240 volt items. Oh yeah. Because of that. That makes so, sense. Is you got to have that neutral in the ground and the everything else in there with the two hots. So yeah, coming in. So that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, and then the coolest use that I've found for it, and especially in your side of the country for solar. Yeah. Because people have solar that'll backfeed the grid and it'll go through like an inverter mm -hmm. and through, uh, let's say a 30 amp breaker. 
if the generator turns on, the inverter says, hey, we got power back. And now it starts backfeeding the <laughs> generator, which is a no-no. Yeah. So what we do is we put one of those on that breaker. It locks out power from going to that inverter. And then the generator shuts down, unlocks that module, and allows it to backfeed again. That's smart. Because, yeah, I hadn't <laughs> thought about that with solar. Because all of a sudden it comes on, generator's like, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the solar's bad. not bringing enough to power the house because it's only kicking a little bit out. Yeah. Ah, uh, they thought everything on that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so is most everybody doing on those standbys? Are they pretty much is natural gas pretty much the most common way to go? It's the easiest. When you can get it. Yeah. Yeah. If you already have it, there's no reason to do any other fuel. Yeah. Uh, the upside of propane is that you actually do get they're rated higher, if you will. So there's okay. there's more energy in propane. Yeah. So you'll see a lot of these generators are actually rated at their propane rating. So let's say oh. Generac 22KW. Mm-hmm. 2KW on on propane, 19 and a half on natural. Ah, there we go. Okay. And that's not just, I shouldn't just say Generac. That's across no, the that's board. Just it's how just everybody comes with it. the yeah. territory. You have yeah. less horsepower you're, and you need horsepower to turn a magnet, right? Yep. So it's like when you're, when you got a car that's flex fuel and you go use the E85, all of a sudden it's like, Hey, that's cool. It's cheaper, but that also cuts down your power by 20%. Yeah. It cuts down your power. And then it also drains your fuel tank because it takes exactly. two times the amount. <laughs> yep. That too. But yeah, but you'd have to have a massive propane tank to fill these though. And that's the other, the downside of that is you, you got to have a, a solid like we the gas station style propane tank <laughs> if you're going to lose power for four or five days yeah minimum size that you're going to want is about 250 gallons that's <sighs> minimum not everybody yeah. has the space for that and especially if you got a homeowners association and you can't oh. bury you can't bury it <laughs> hoas love you on that one oh, yeah man. i've had hoas that made people paint their generator the same color as the house Oh. <laughs> just a minute so everything matches and yeah you could do a whole show on hoa <laughs> horror stories our condo associations are just as bad too yeah those are the worst too oh yeah that's hadn't thought about that but that's the thing with those big tanks you got to figure out where to put those things and have access for the propane company to come out and fill it up too yeah that's all part of it plus if you're in a cold climate Again, there's a, it expands and contracts with cold. So if I'm got a 250 gallon tank and it's below 40 degrees, I might only have a hundred usable gallons in there. Oh yeah. So and my my BTUs son, and yeah. Yeah. So my son that lives in outside of Bismarck, North Dakota that just moved there, <laughs> he'd have some serious troubles when it's negative 30 outside. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> but he probably has natural gas, you know, he does. Midwest, yeah. Mid, you it's know, a Midwest mid, thing. Yeah. Or Midwestern. <laughs> yep. They're smart on that. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I like that. And does anybody on the residential side do anything like diesel or stuff? Or is that pretty much more commercial? Farmers. Farmers. <laughs> a lot of farmers too. will do it. They have a ton of diesel on their property. Why not? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you farm fuel out there. So it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. And they can use that. I guess the biggest misconception is people think they can use heating oil in them. And yeah, no, that will just destroy a generator. I've had that. Too dirty, right? (laughs) Yeah, too dirty. It has to be the low sulfur, low Mm -hmm. output stuff. Diesels are great and they're built like tanks. Oh, yeah. The cost is really what kind of comes into play when an example would be a 20 kW air cooled, let's say Generac is roughly 
again, five, six thousand dollars. Yeah. A diesel is probably fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. Different animal though. Different animal. If you got the farm and the fuel and you don't have natural gas, then that might make good sense for you. It, yeah, that makes more sense on that aspect. We have a lot of uh, PTO driven generators. Oh, awesome. hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the farmers will do that because they already have a tractor. You can get a huge and generator. Go forever. And the power's there, the tractor. Yep. That tractor is used to running all that time. And you can just, I forgot, I totally forgot about PTO. That's awesome. Yeah, it, I actually love PTO generators. They're so yeah. simple. And so everybody out there, what that says, just if you're not like a Midwest person or a farmer person that I <laughs> like I used to. So you got a tractor or even a truck sometimes will have a power takeoff is what this is. And so mm. it's just a shaft that comes out of the transmission, basically, that you could turn off and on. And that's what farmers will sit there and and uh, turn on the maybe the mower deck that's behind them or whatever else they're dragging around. Instead of running that blade, you could put on a generator and run the, your power that way. So hadn't thought of that because now all of a sudden you don't have to worry about a power source. You just have to worry about the power creation side of things. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Pull the tractor up and off you go. Yeah. No, they're actually fantastic. Obviously, these people have invested a lot of money in a tractor. We're not talking like a not, regular yeah. lawnmower. Or no. Oh, yeah. So, is there cost more than my car yeah, type tractor. Yeah. <laughs> Some people's houses in our listening yeah. audience. Let's get serious. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. So. Those tractors, some of those tractors, and if you're not in a farm area, when I was in high school, I'll tell this funny story and you'll kind of laugh. We used to go out four buying and mudding and doing all that mm -hmm. stuff. I was in the Tri-Cities, Washington there, and uh, I got to be careful because the listening audience of the place that we used to do this at is now listening to this on the radio. But I won't even mention what brand it is, but we'd go out four buying and at 11 o'clock at night, we got everybody stuck. We'd always have one person. We'd drive like 10 miles on the freeway, go over to the tractor dealerships because all my buddies worked there. We'd get the flag cars and run the tractor out the freeway in the middle of the <laughs> night, go out there, pull everybody out, run it back, spray it off, put it back up in the line and nobody knew any different. No, man. <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to say brands because I know, a lot of people that still work around there. I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but if you saw us running down the street on the freeway at two o'clock in the morning in the nineties or late eighties, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's just normal around here. We're in yeah. Illinois. Okay. So no, if you're not in Chicago, you're in a farmland. That's pretty much it. Or Chicago. Absolutely. Suburbs, which yeah. We're in the burbs, but. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, but yeah, that's a good one though, man. I hadn't thought about that, that uh, I totally forgot about the whole PTO option and for the farming community out there. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. And then you guys do also the service on the RV and replacements on RV generators as well. Right? Servicing and whatnot. We don't. Okay. Um, so just the, just, just supplying sales. those. Yeah. Those we can, so. yeah, we do more of the just sales on those. Gotcha. Those are little difficult they definitely yeah. it's almost like a standby generator but on your rv or your truck or we even sell commercial models for like boom trucks they'll have like a, again a pto or a, a hydraulic pump driven on yeah for the hydraulics but uh yeah just strictly sales <laughs> okay good and the crazy part of those things is it's not only do you have to figure out how it's going to power stuff you also got to make sure it fits in the box yeah yeah, that's a lot of people don't think that, again, they want the biggest and baddest for their RV or whatnot. It's the little 
cubby hole you have built for this is only this big. So instead of 7,000 watts, you're getting four. So yeah. sorry. 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 It's what it is. It's what it is. So what else we should we talk about with generators here that we haven't really talked about, man? Because there's, I used to say generators, you'd see it a lot on job sites now, mm-hmm. less and less of that with the cordless power tools, because almost mm-hmm. everything out there is cordless power tools, but there's still guys out there doing it. But I see more of people out doing campsites and stuff with it probably mm-hmm. now. And you guys sell those, by the way, the smaller ones that you'd use for maybe a, a job site or a campsite? Yeah, absolutely. One of the big popular units right now, and you'll hear the term thrown out there, which it's used pretty loosely in the industry, is inverter mm-hmm. type generator. We talked about the solar and they have inverters and this and that. An inverter meaning it takes it from one power to another and then converts it back. So the small little generators, some of the Hondas and yeah. Champion makes the good ones and Westinghouse. Basically what they do is they take the power out of the generator, they turn mm-hmm. it into DC, and then they turn it back to AC, which makes it extremely clean. So a very yeah. clean sine wave. Yep. You get people like mobile DJs. Where mm-hmm. if I had a just a normal generator going, you might hear actually the harmonics of that coming out of the speakers. Yeah. So a very clean power output is pertinent in that portion. That and like server rooms. Yeah, you know, a lot of people with server rooms and they not only that will they have the servers, but they have HVAC equipment that's attached to that. Got uh, it. Those are a little bit tricky to size for, but yeah, the little inverters sense. are fantastic you use it for camping you can use it for rvs yeah. you can even use it for home use if you're just yeah. trying to run mine, mine it says inverter on it and, it, and it, it's a big one yeah know? but yeah the power coming out of the thing i've had no issues as far as that other yeah. than massive gas consumption but other than that <laughs> it gets the job done some of the newer ones are pretty cool where because they're an inverter uh so the way the magnets work they have to spin at 3600 rpm to get 60 hertz everything in the u.s is 60 hertz right so 3600 rpm with the magnet the inverters because they're taking in that power they can almost work like a three phase where they can lower their rpms to let's say 2500 rpm so you'll conserve on fuel because it doesn't have to put out a lot of power because the inversion process yeah exactly that makes sense so that might be what you need (laughs) yeah no save yourself a couple gallons (laughs) right oh yeah, I'm due for an upgrade. I think it's one of those things that I'll probably be getting a hold of you guys for doing a standby one of these days because it's just going to have to be that way. And I've got, I have that, that's one of the Reliance you know, manual switchover switches, which works great, but yeah. that's only 30 amps. And that's the problem that uh, that uh, that does is it doesn't do everything, even though my generator puts a little bit more out than that. That's mm. what I put through that switch. And I probably should have gotten with a bigger switch, but that's all I could get at the time because I did it during COVID and it was like 30 amps. Do they make actually bigger transfer switches for that or is 30 amps pretty much the biggest they do for that? I guess that's the question that have you seen anything bigger that on those transfer switches? Yeah. So 30 amps is common. 50 amps is the step up from there. Again, we were talking, okay. you'll see the 30 amp outlets, 50 amp outlets, everything just yep. kind of flows together. And then even on top of that, we've got like whole house type switches where. Oh, cool almost like an interlock, but what it'll do is it's rated for like 200 amps on one end. And then mm-hmm. on the opposite side, you'll have a 50 amp or 125 amp ah. breaker. Shut off the main flip or shut off the, that main breaker, flip it over yep. to the generator side. And now I'm feeding my whole house with generator power. 
All right. I like that. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. If I wanted to take that project on, that might be a way to go, but I think I'm just going to have to go the other direction with that. <laughs> a lot it's, of people I, don't like it because you have to get pull permits and whatnot because you have to pull the meter can. Yeah. You can't. It has to be installed before the main breaker. Yep. I actually tried to do one of those where you pull the meter and that plug goes in and the meter goes on top of it. Yeah. My local power company quit letting you do that. Yeah, those are actually pretty awesome. I've been trying to get my hands on those myself, but yep. they really do curtail a little bit more to power companies where they'll be like, oh, yeah, our power company will come out and install this. It's actually a fantastic option because you just plug right into that and it does its thing. Beyond that, if you just get a you know, like a Reliance Switch 30 amp with 10 circuits or however many you need, yeah. uh, they work very well. Yeah, it's mine's foolproof. I like it and it seems to be a good brand and it's pretty simple to install too. Yeah, I like the fact that you're not flipping on and off breakers. They have switches on it because yeah. a, a lot of people don't know a breaker's not a switch. It'll wear down. Yeah. So having a switch there avoids that wear of that breaker to, for safety. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't tell you how many commercial, think about commercial buildings all the time. People go in and turn the warehouse lights on and they're clicking breakers every morning. And when they leave, they're clicking it. Those weren't really designed to do that. Nope. Nope. That's how you wear that stuff out. <laughs> so Jared, what else have we not talked about today? That is some good tips out there. You guys, of course, powerequipmentdirect.com is where we find you guys, but what do you recommend? Is there anything else that we didn't talk about that people should know before they start going out and thinking about either getting a generator or upgrading that generator. I guess one of the genres that we didn't cover is batteries. So there's oh, a let's lot talk of about that. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of batteries. Everybody's got batteries now. It's the hot new thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, just if you are buying something along those lines, be careful of the limitations. A lot of people don't understand what a watt hour is. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> if I have a thousand watt hour generator or battery system battery. let's say yep. um that means that if i draw a thousand watts from that battery it's going to give me power for one hour <laughs> yeah so it, it, a lot of people think oh it's going to put out a thousand watts and then all of a sudden it, it doesn't live up to their expectations um on top of that a lot of these companies generac and kohler especially are coming out with whole house battery systems those are pretty cool those yeah. are pretty cool yeah. Uh, make me a little nervous, but it's new, but they work super cool. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a, just a gigantic UPS system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I like mean, your the, Tesla car battery on the wall, basically, yeah, that's running yeah. your house. And I that's mean, who they're, that's who they're competing against is the yeah. Tesla wall. Yeah. But I, I could see where it's really nice if you live in an area where you have really high peak hours of power. Because yep. you can actually set those things up so it'll turn on at a certain time of the day. You'll run off batteries and then charge back the batteries either on solar or off of the grid at your lower peak period. Nice. So that's nice. The U.S. isn't terrible. So certain places are yeah, as far as grid power. But uh, it definitely is a great option. A little pricey. It yeah. comes with the technology. Yeah. It's new. It's that shiny new thing everybody wants. It's so are they Are they a lot more than, I haven't looked at pricing recently. Are they a lot more than just doing a standby generator, having it done, or are they up in that price point? They're quite a bit more. Got if it. you're looking for backup power, I don't think you're going to beat the pricing on a generator. Okay, yet. that's what I was thinking. 
because you're talking they say it for a good system probably 30 grand Woo! and that's like yeah. full batteries you'll be running for days off batteries but yeah but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh, might wait till technology gets a little bit better and that price goes down if you're thinking battery to me yeah soon enough the market will have enough out there and the technology will catch up and we'll have some pretty nice systems that are yeah more reasonably priced out there i noticed recently that tesla and their solar roof just got quiet and went away i saw that uh, heard from some listeners that had that had scheduled installs and all of a sudden they went no longer available and Gave them their deposits, showed up in their bank account, and off they went. So I think that uh, that one is going away, but I'm sure there's other stuff that's happening out there. But yeah. some of that stuff's changing quickly. Yeah, with the uh, limitation on certain things, with still microprocessors and stuff like that. It's a weird market. And I think uh, Tesla's always ahead of the game, but maybe too far ahead where they don't see <laughs> the market changes so quickly that they're all great intentions, but... yeah. <laughs> They're just being the leader sometimes means you get your head hand slapped a few times too yeah. out there. So <laughs> it does. But I tell you what, they are the worst as far as the media trying to get a hold of those guys to talk about something. It is it's easier to talk to a manager at Apple than it is at Tesla. And to tell you how hard that is. <laughs> you could probably get a hold of Elon Musk on Twitter easily more easily than talking to one of like their PR. One hundred percent. I have a better chance. Because man, I have reached out probably forty times to those guys and I get crickets and I know people that are huge news people out there that crickets, they just don't want to talk to anybody. They're like, all right, that's their game. They're yeah, just they, going to be quiet. They got the secret sauce and they don't want to give the formula. No kidding. So. <laughs> 14 herbs and spices. They got yeah. in there. <laughs> that's awesome. Jared, is there anything else we missed, man? That battery's a good one. I forgot to, to even mention that brother. Oh, no, the batteries are great. Um, as far as generators go, if you really are interested in them, give us a call or there's tons of information online. It, the internet's great, right? But it's the wild yeah. west. You're going to get conflicting information here. There, go with this, go with that. Again, I've been doing this a while. Give us a call. It, it, that's the, a good place to even start, even if you're not buying anything. Yeah. It, it's hard to find a person that has been in the business long enough that's professional that actually wants to give you information. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's one of the things that, that kind of brought me to bring you on here is that I love that you carry so many different brands. So when you talk to somebody on the phone, you're not giving them the brand pitch. You're going, mm -hmm. all right, really, this brand and this model is really what you're looking for, for your situation versus, oh, this is going to kind of work, but that's all we make. Yeah. Uh, that, and that's what I love about this is I can actually help the customer pick what they need and I don't have to oversize them or because I'll get a lot of installers where they'll strictly only install a 22 kW. That's it. Doesn't matter what the install is because they know it's going to work. Yeah. And it's, some people just don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like oversizing AC units. Sometimes it's not the best plan. Oh, definitely not with that. So <laughs> short cycling and exactly that humid in your house. Yeah. And that can't be good though, too, with, uh, if you've got a generator, that's a standby generator, that's way big and it's just idling along. That can't be that great for it either. Yeah. You'd think you'd want to have it sized correctly. Yeah. If you're in the 50 to 80% range, that's about where they like to sit. Fuel consumption wise and output, mm -hmm. that's just going to probably be longest life of it if you buy it or size it in that range 
like the diesels you get issues with wet stacking if they're undersized so those are a little bit more finicky but again most people that are buying diesels pretty much know what they want (laughs) you're not going to come into it come calling me up being like i want this eighteen thousand dollar generator on my house yeah (laughs) you're doing a little bit more research (laughs) amen amen jared man i want to get you back on again here in the future this has been great today man and Best place to, for people to get a hold of you is over at Power Equipment Direct at powerequipmentdirect.com or give you a call on the phone, huh? Yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, right now, actually, we have a promo for your show. First Thanks, 100 man. people. Yeah, first 100 people to use the promo code ATH, uh, they'll save 50 bucks on a, a qualifying portable generator on our site. Uh, there so they we can go. Do, yeah, they can do a Power Equipment Direct, which actually we have multiple sites with that. Do air compressors and all kinds of fun stuff. Otherwise, electricgeneratorsdirect.com. They can talk to me on the phone. I'm there. <laughs> nice, man. Just so. that's great. And thanks for that promo code. Who doesn't want 50 bucks, right? Yeah. In- Especially nowadays. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll fill one of the tanks up in a truck, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Fill the one tank in your generator. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's awesome thanks for taking the time today man i really appreciate it. i even learned stuff today so that's awesome i appreciate it thanks for having me on thanks jared i'm eric g and you've been listening to around the house We have some exciting news about the Around the House podcast. Do you want to be an Around the House insider? Our premium membership gives you early access to the weekend podcast, exclusive access to our back catalog of shows, special email access to me, Eric G., with your own home improvement questions with a priority email address, plus exclusive new shows and extended content. Click down into the podcast show notes for the link to the Around the House insider membership for less than the price of a beer at happy hour. Join me for this limited amount of exclusive members. And thanks for listening to Around the House.